very, very warm welcome to uh, this morning's early uh, morning trade plan, um, which is our opportunity to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. Uh, if you do fail to prepare for these markets, you know, do prepare yourself to fail. Um, and uh, that, that's sort of something quite useful to kind of keep in mind when you're trading these financial markets. Um, uh, because as we know, like as we saw yesterday, markets can, can kind of flip um, really quite quickly. Um, and there's nothing wrong with trading markets that do flip, but you, you need to be able to uh, react uh, accordingly uh, to that. So um, so without further ado, uh, good morning to those of you joining us live and also those of you joining us via our podcast. Um, good to have you with us. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. We'll start with our risk warning currently up on the screen. Um, just as always, be, be mindful of, of um, the risks involved in trading financial markets. It is from that that risk perspective which allows us to be consistently profitable over time. Um, it's it's a, it's a very, very important part of trading markets. Control your exposure at all times. So just as a quick introduction then, um, all profitable traders need to consider a few things each and every time you get to your trading desk. You need to make some decisions, of course, regarding what markets to trade. Trade selection is an important part. Trade entry, where do you get into those markets and, and kind of why do you get in at those particular levels and does it represent value? You know, what sort of trader are you? Um, where do you exit? Um, you want to try and get into the routine of uh, booking in profits. Um, it doesn't matter really how much, just get into the routine of doing it more often than not. I know it sounds easier said than done, especially in these current market conditions at the moment. Um, so where do you exit those markets and why do you exit at those? Is it a technical level? Is it, um, do you work with a, a one size fits all approach to, to exiting markets? Do you use a 30 pip stop loss or a 50 pip stop loss? Or, or, or are you more of a, a technical trader that uses um, momentum highs and momentum lows to, to, to sort of calculate that? All of these things come to the fore and that's your ability to manage risk, hopefully prior to entry. Um, what we often see is traders moving stop losses and stuff during trades. Uh, really don't recommend doing that um, because what you want to try and do mentally is to predetermine exactly how much capital you want to commit to the trade and be comfortable with that capital and and, and not the, the, the downside to be increasing while you're in the trade. It, it creates um, quite a difficult uh, mindset. How do you manage each trade? Do you, do you take different decisions on each trade? Um, uh, you know, the characteristics of each trade you get into often can be very, very different. So, um, so give some consideration to that. And then trading psychology as well. Your own psychology, you, you bring your own wants, fears, anxieties, um, um, joy, happiness. You bring all that to the trading floor as well. Um, so you've got your own trading psychology, but then you've got market psychology as well. These markets can behave in, in very particular ways. We saw a little bit of it last night with um, with a bit of a move in, in the industry space, uh, having sort of flatlined for most of the day. You know, then we saw some really excited movements uh, during quieter market conditions. And we discuss these things just to let you know, we discuss these things uh, every day in our live trade rooms, um, constantly sort of discussing these considerations um but we're strong advocates of being consistent in what we do being disciplined with our capital and of course being patient okay so um thanks for bearing with me let me uh let's start with a review of potential market moving news 
So yesterday was really more about the geopolitical developments. Um, we had sort of the NATO summit yesterday and, and, and G7. Um, uh, I suppose the upshot from that is they pretty much decided to stay outside the conflict and the war in Ukraine, apart from providing them with funds and uh, and weapons. Um, so um and and they're looking at sort of further ways to, to sort of continue to sanction um uh russia in, in a whole variety of different ways they're looking they've got a with europe's exposure to uh, russian energy it, it obviously creates a fundamental dilemma for europe so there's lots of talk about looking to um to source uh, that energy elsewhere or, or, or create that infrastructure for themselves so um that's probably what's likely to happen so uh, the russian economy in in the in the coming years is not going to uh to benefit like it does now in addition to that um, no major surprise to see the uh swiss national bank keep rates at minus 0 0.75 um german manufacturing and services actually performed really quite well um maybe we will see a hit in these areas but perhaps um perhaps more manufacturing than, than services, but um, maybe in, in the coming monthly figures, we we might get some uh, deviation then. And then the euro would probably react accordingly. So we had a bit of a reversal across yesterday's markets. There was an up, upside down position already yesterday. Uh, I'll explain what I mean. Um, nothing of any major concern, US manufacturing services performing quite well, actually coming in above expectations. Today, nothing of any major interest you know business climate uh, info might be an interesting um number see what it comes in as obviously probably likely to take a little bit of a hit bearing in mind what's going on with war in ukraine um, and we'll have consumer confidence uh sorry consumer sentiment um in the us again could be a quite an interesting figure to look at um just putting the chart up on screen and you can see where consumer confidence is is heading. Um, let's say between 2014, the end of 2014, right the way through to, um, I suppose, the, 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 the beginning of COVID, we were sort of in and around the, the 90 mark, 90 to 95, something like that. Um, obviously, sentiment took a bit of a, a bit of a hit as a result of COVID. There was a little bit of a bounce back, but now we're down at these lower levels, and we're expecting a fifty-nine figure. So that that's a um, you know a one-third decrease, perhaps on sort of normal sentiment, um, you know pre um, pre COVID. So you know the, the 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 trajectory is definitely getting a little bit more bearish. That will be a concern. Because if sentiment is impacted with the U.S. consumers, um, and they're looking negatively at you know the current state of affairs, and they they decide to right, well, I won't have you know my coffee every morning at the local coffee store. Um, I won't buy so much in my weekly shop. I won't go out to dinner you know once a week or twice a week like I used to. I'll only go once a week. All of a sudden, you get this sort of quite sharp. Um, restriction of, of of spending and consumerism um, and uh, therein lies difficulties and this is the is fundamental issue for the Fed so let's get straight into it then let's have a look at these charts let's see if we can position ourselves accordingly so yesterday if you remember 
<clears throat> we had a bit of an upside down situation and um, look at the price action over the last three days. This is the S&P 500 um, up and down, up. And uh, it looks like we're, we're potentially looking to kick on just a little bit. And it, it's certainly a trade that would be worth looking at now. Um, and this is, um, if we look at, it, at the hourly time frame, so so last night we saw actually quite um, a, a sizable move to the upside. Um, we were looking quite negative. We kind of pulled back for the majority of the trading day, didn't really go anywhere of any significant note, and then we just sort of rocketed to the upside. So we do get a lot of these what are called late day moves. Um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, I suppose from our perspective, we took two very small dollar strength trades. And if we're in risk on, it's very likely to impact the, the, the dollar uh, accordingly. So we had mild risk on um, indices uh, and actually a strong dollar yesterday uh, across most markets. And that dollar position switched and changed as soon as some capital started flooding into indices. So um, actually, we retraced yesterday in the end. We ended up retracing most, if not all, of the previous day's reversal. So um, out and out appetite to the upside, you'd have to say, from US indices. We don't understand necessarily the, the out and out sort of bullish trade, but we are seeing it technically, and we have to acknowledge that. Um, and I suppose the move across the yen is, is really quite, quite spectacular. We were up at these levels last night, 122.38. Um, a sharp reversal off the back of the uh, the indice markets, you know, strengthening. Um, but if I look at it on the daily time frame, <clears throat> this is this is a really a linear move. Now, there's loads of reasons to be um, to be kind of suspicious of of, of this particular move. Um, You know, it's 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 a very impressive. You know, we we had previously just a few weeks ago created new lows in the yen, and the yen was strengthening pretty much across the board. And you would expect that in risk-off market conditions, but because the the sentiment has kind of shifted towards a risk-on, um, you know, the, the the yen has paid probably the biggest price across the the currency markets, with further upside expected. Um, you know, as things currently stand, it just feels a bit counterintuitive because surely there should be a bit of a flight to safety and it doesn't seem like there is just yet. Um, okay, so we've got mild risk on market conditions. We're really not, we were looking to get into um, the commodities yesterday, um, but you can see there's a bit of softening across the board and... Um, You know, certainly a bit of a bit of calm in these markets is not necessarily a bad thing. We are now back to that 110, 110 level. So we can continue to look for upside across the, the, the commodity space. We're really not not getting that that opportunity uh, just yet. So really kind of up and down uh, type trading conditions. Uh, what we can do is we can look for further upside in markets like the S&P. This is on a daily time frame, and we're above the 50 period, the 100 period, and the 200 period moving average as things currently stand. Um, 
So this is a potential platform far further upside. So we can, uh, we're above those levels. We're above, as a result, the, the three daily highs uh, over the last three days. So um, all of this taken into account, technically, there's probably um, further upside can be expected in markets like the S&P. So we can look for that continuation trade. And just want to point out something as well that um, we, we see a lot of these reversals, these uh, daily reversal trades, and they don't really suit our approach. We're, we're much more momentum and, um, and continuation traders, meaning we can identify these support resistance levels. Uh, and if I get up my pen, I'll try and explain it as clearly as I can. And we want to identify resistance, um, support and resistance levels and uh, consolidation. Um, we don't necessarily want to trade it. That, that, there's, a, there's a distinct difference in that. Um, so what we want to do is identify these levels of support and resistance. Um, we can just take these levels here as an example of the S&P over the last three days. We want these markets to, to push up, push down, pull, push to the upside. So we're creating these uh, floors and ceilings, and it's a nice distinct uh, period of consolidation. Um, but what we're looking for is either the buy trade above something like the 45.25 or the sell trade below the 44.54. So I just want to clarify that we want to um, try and be consistent in the trades that we look for. And if we're buying and selling within this little little zone here, we're talking about a 75 pip range, which is not insignificant. And there might be an opportunity to, to get a 20 point winner or, or something like that. But it's not really the trade that we look for. So we want to establish support and resistance. We want to identify consolidation. And then we want to trade the breakout and perhaps the pullback of those resistance levels. So knowing what type of trader you are really helps. What doesn't help us too much is these reversals, daily reversals. Um, we can trade them and we do trade them if, if the right conditions are met. Um, but they're broadly not the... Um, the type of trades that we look for. So we always talk about know what type of trader you are. And often you know, people don't necessarily understand straight away what that means. Um, but like for us, we like breakouts, we like pullbacks, we like momentum, we like trend. Um, and when you get markets like this, which make new lows, followed by reversals and, and, and making new highs, they're not conditions which are really great for us. Um, and you're going to find even scalpers and, and everything, you're going to find whatever Anyone that's profitable in these environments have their own style, have their own trades that they look for, and they're really quite specific in the conditions that they, they look for. And that's what we're trying to encourage. But no matter what your style is, you can't trade every type of market condition. It, it, you know, it's really about cherry picking the things that are, are, are more, more suitable for you as an individual trader. Um, the, the, defining your, your own approach is always an important skill um, and extracting things that make sense to you to formulate a trade idea so that you can execute that trade idea um, as, as well as you possibly can. So these sort of up and down market conditions are not great for us. We like the, the extended moves. That's when I suppose our approach uh, is really um, let's say a little bit more powerful perhaps than uh, than what we've seen over the last couple of days with this up and down type of trading strategy. And then there's traders that trade inside these ranges, these really tight ranges, um, that benefit during those tight ranges. But then when the market trends, 
you know, they're selling the highs as, as the market is pushing higher. So those are conditions that are not great to those that normally like to trade consolidation. So it swings and roundabouts. It depends what type of trader you are. Um, so do bear these things in mind. Okay. So, um, so when we look at risk, there's mild risk on. Let's have a look at the dollar now. So this is at least, at least this is a little bit more coherent yesterday because yesterday we had um, indices pushing higher, and um, but we had the dollar strengthening against most markets, against the euro dollar, against the pound dollar, um, definitely against the, the dollar yen. We saw very significant moves higher. The the dollar Swiss. So this is as a result of the SMB from yesterday, kind of continuation trade rollover. We're now back into these levels of potential support down at these these lower levels. This is why we weren't too eager to be getting into this trade. Let's see how prices behave around the 50 period moving average. Um, further downside yesterday for the CAD uh, in the end, um, the Aussie pushed higher. So we had the clearly defined reversal across the board. And now these trades make a little bit more, let's say we're a little bit more comfortable trading them to the upside. We, yesterday we had our indecision, we got our three day lows, and now we're looking to, to kick on to the upside. So why there's mild positivity for the euro and the stock markets doesn't necessarily make a huge amount of sense to us. However, prices are moving in that direction. So we want to try and take advantage of that if we can. It's quite a complicated story if you've taken in bond yields and the war in um, Ukraine and inflation and you know whether their central banks are getting it right, whether they're getting it wrong. It, it's very, very fast moving quite complicated um and really you just hope that those that are in charge know what they're doing because sometimes it doesn't feel like they do that they seem to be making it up as they go along and if you can imagine if you've got inflation let's say in the us at um eight percent and you've got interest rates at 0 0.5 uh, and growth at three percent there's a there's a massive sort of gap really in terms of um uh, sort of an erosion of, of people's um, people's money, people's wealth. And that needs to be fixed. And it, it just looks as if the Fed are going to be so far behind the curve. You know, there's already signals of recession. And this is what's quite confusing because, you know, we've got these signals. We've got Central Bank being very, very hawkish. We've got war in Ukraine. We've got an energy crisis. We've got all these really negatively weighing We've got um, bond markets, uh, bond yields, you know, significantly higher. We've got this inverted yield curve environment. So all of these things are pointing to concern. And yet it's that resilience that we keep seeing all the time and very likely to see continuation as well. Okay, so let's wrap this up then. Whoops. Um, let's wrap this up if we possibly can. So, so we we'll definitely look at the S&P uh, to the upside above the uh, 45.25. That's quite a straightforward one. Um, in terms of the dollar, we can certainly look for probably more upside. You see, we're likely to see further weakness across the pound and the yen. So we, we don't necessarily want to go with that. Um, the Swiss is running into support. 
the dollar is just sort of strengthening mildly against the cat the cad same with the aussie same with the new zealand probably concerned on on those sort of commodity exporters um the only sort of real trade is the uh is the euro dollar above the 110 12. we're going to go for a coherent trade plan if we can So the euro dollar to the upside let's see if there's an opportunity in the euro pound running into these levels don't really like it our bias is to the downside for the euro pound but um, um that's just going back you know months and months now even years so a bit of selling a bit of reversal off the highs in the pound yen uh, and euro yen it's not really a strong opportunity there for us Bit of reversal in the in in gold. Do we really want to be selling oil right now? There's certainly a a, a technical trade um, for oil to the downside. I think we should probably look at it. So U.S. oil lower, actually below the 109, 109 80. um okay so um let's say we're not jumping for joy with this trade plan today but we might we might be able to to work with it um okay so what's uh what's the sort of market fundamentals or perhaps broadly the trade idea it's kind of risk on that we'd have to put mild risk on market conditions um so what we can do is so let's put the euro dollar in here looking to buy above the one ten twelve US oil looking to, to potentially sell now. So it's just a technical selling opportunity, which might be worth exploiting. We're below the 110, which is an important sort of psychological level. And last but not least is the S&P. So SP 500 looking to buy above the very important, it's three day high, it's above all your moving averages um 45 25 definitely definitely a more of a technical trade than you would sort of be supportive fundamentally um so we want to try and take that into account when we do trade these broad financial markets but today's trade plan is based on mild risk on market conditions that's the trading idea um we're looking for the s p above the 45 25 we're looking the euro dollar above um looking for a buy trade in the euro dollar above the 110.12 and we're actually looking forward to see if we get some selling in us oil it's going to be a little bit more choppy might be worth an opportunity looking to sell below the 109.80 so we look into the, all these things now in our trade plan guys so um for those of you attending live i've just posted the, the details now into the chat box um so you can take that information away and hopefully um 
we look to capitalize on that now during our um, live broadcast. So any questions, feel free to post them. Even those of you perhaps joining us via our um, one of our podcasts, then uh, you can just basically uh, drop us an email at support at the if you have more information. And just to let you know, thanks very much for joining us. We do trade these markets live every day. We trade the European session and also uh, the US trading session as well every day. So if you want to see how we can sort of implement our ideas, um, then feel free to join us uh, from 8 a.m. for the European session and then again from 12.30 for the US trading session. And you can join us now for just $29 per month. So hopefully you find that more on the affordable side. For more information, go to the live trade room com and we'll um you can speak to us as well through the website if you need okay so on that note thanks very much for joining us uh from everyone here at the live trade room take care we'll speak to you soon bye for now